Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hello, lovelies. It's good to have you back here. My name is Joseph Langlois, and this week we're going to discuss The Sixth Sense. I'm Ray DeRoso, and I've never been plot-twisted by this one. <laughs> okay, seems like you might have some idea of what goes on in this classic film. Ray, Maybe. could you please, to the best of your ability, give us a brief plot summary of what happens in The Sixth Sense and include any details that you know to be true? I would love to. It is the only movie... Actually, please... Do start by telling me who the leading man is. Who, who he's I by. knew you were gonna. Uh. I need you to start by telling me who the main actor in this film is. Okay, I <laughs> wrote down two names, <laughs> and they are Nicholas Cage, Bruce Willis. Uh-huh. I don't know which one it is. Nicholas Cage or Bruce Willis? I'm. Yeah, and I'm not gonna commit. It might be both. It might be. This I might need be a you face to off. tell me which one it is. I'm gonna commit to Bruce Willis because I keep thinking Nicolas Cage is in a lot of movies, but that's just because I keep remembering him from Con Air from my childhood. Even though Bruce Willis was just in Pulp Fiction, you really think I would do that to you? I'm gonna commit. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I'm probably wrong, and it's Nick Cage, and I'm trapped in this cage, and I'm doing just fine. You're trapped in this cage. Um. Now you're just going to have that low-level uncertainty throughout the rest. So I now, know. please, go that ahead great. and tell oh, me look. what else. Uh, Ray's tension bar is already up here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only movie directed by M. Night Shyamalan. I don't know how to say his name. I'm sorry. M. But Night it's Shyamalan. Not... See, there's an A in there, and it always throws me off. It's the only movie ever made. No other movies. That's it. This is the only one. Okay. You know he wrote Stuart Little, right? Only one. <laughs> okay, Stuart Little was, Little was the last one. He never made any movies in the 2000s and forward. This is the only one. No Avatar. This is the only movie he ever made. Okay. Ever. And it features rising child actor Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. As, as young Danny. Where else do you know Haley Joel Osment from, Ray? Oh, I know him from Law and Order and Kingdom Hearts. There it is. And Kingdom Hearts. And... Entourage? I feel like he was in the Entourage movie. Somebody told me he was in Entourage. So <laughs> okay, what's Danny it. do? Young Danny. Dan- Danny can see ghosts. Young Danny can see ghosts. And... Um, his mother is play is his mother's Lily, played by Jodie Foster. Because I tried to rack my brain of female actors from the '90s, and I could think of like six. And we've gone through all the others, like Uma Thurman, <laughs> okay. ten times already. Um, but she doesn't believe him, and she just thinks it's like a social stress thing. Okay. And there's a rift between them because parents should listen to their children. Because children will tell the truth, even if it sounds outlandish. But that's my tea. Um, 
Danny runs into psychologist Dr. Malcolm Shane, because most doctors in the 90s have to have Malcolm in their name. Okay. Uh, and Dr. Shane doesn't believe in ghosts, but he tries to help Danny overcome his issues with his mom, and Danny in turn helps Dr. Shane come to terms with his relationship with his wife, who they're going through some, 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 some tummy troubles. Okay. Some tough troubles. Um... Some so that's the major plot of the movie. Uh, one of the one of the scenes in this movie is the famous "I see dead people," yada yada. We've all we all know that one. That's the famous line. You don't have to ask me about that one. That's this one. I'm ninety nine percent sure. Okay. Um, another scene that I think no, uh, another scene that I know happens is that. Um, Danny's dead grandmother talks to him about his mom and he fixes the relationship between them and that's when Lily believes that he can see ghosts and and they kind of fix their all all three relationships there are kind of mended a little bit between dead mom and mom and mom and son okay. um, thanks to to son and dead mom bridging the gap and talking right. about it um, also, plot twist, Dr. Shane was dead the whole time, and he died trying to reconcile with his wife, but he got killed before he got a chance to meet with her. Um, and, uh, Danny, for some reason, never tells him. Okay. Until the very end, and is like, you need to solve your life issues so you can move on, honey. Is that's, that, is that what he says? That's what he says. Haley Joel Osment says, you need to solve your life issues so, so you can move on, honey. I mean, what do you mean he was dead the whole time? How does nobody know that he's dead? How does he not know he's dead? Well, it's shot so that he never talks to anyone aside from Danny, and no one ever acknowledges him. But you don't think about that. Okay. So he's he was dead the whole time. I swear, if this isn't true, I'm going <laughs> to throw a chair at someone. And that someone is me. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the sixth sense. The the okay. the epitomal sixth sense is sensing ghosties. So, is this Danny kid? Is he like haunted, or does he just have like a lot of, I guess, like imaginary friends almost? So he can speak to dead people who have issues moving on partly because they don't know they're dead and they have a lot of baggage okay. and so he helps them through that and dr shane helps him like communicate with these ghosts even though he doesn't believe danny can see ghosts he he tries to help him through this to help him move on with his own issues okay um but danny hundred percent can see and talk to ghosts it's not fake how it's did this real. happen to him like was he cursed Joe, some people just can see ghosts, like normal day things. Okay. It's, like, it's not like a major thing. He he can talk to ghosts. That's he can all. talk to ghosts. His mom doesn't believe him. No one believes him. No one believes him. Mom it's... hires a psychologist to help him. Or no, no, no. They, Danny just runs into him. Yeah. Okay. And then the psychologist is actually dead the whole time. Yes. Okay. And he doesn't know he's dead, and he's living his day to day trying to help Danny. What did you think the What did you think about the villain of the movie? The villain of the movie. Yeah. 
the bad guy. Joe, I know we've all, we've talked about this off screen about how there how I should talk about more about there's the bad guys and the reasonings, but I don't think there's a bad guy in this one. <laughs> what? I there's pers- got to be a bad guy, right? <laughs> oh, oh, do you mean the guy who who killed who killed Doctor Malcolm because he was jealous of his relationship with his wife? Okay. That bad guy? Sure. Or is the bad was he guy? Just, that, was he just? a bad guy was he just like an evil man or am i gonna step out of bounds again and you're gonna be exasperated and say that the bad guy was the existential dread of death and how we come to terms with that okay okay yeah see so i guess what's the resolution of the movie like dr malcolm realizes he's dead and is able to move on what about danny Danny gets a, a better relationship with his mother oh right but be, but not but that has nothing to do with dr malcolm I mean, Doctor Malcolm helps. Like the the movie is them helping each other through their issues. Okay. Plus ghosts. Okay. All right. And helping the ghosts along the way. Maybe the real issues were the ghosts we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think is the scene that is the most memorable? Like, I know that this is a scary movie. So were any of the the spooks and scares particularly like jarring for you? There's two scenes. Um, that I think of. The first scene is when we realize that Danny can see ghosts and he sees a woman with a burned face. Okay. Um, and that, like, most of the ghosts, like, you can tell they're dead by seeing, like, how they died. And so, at the end, the big reveal is that he tells Dr. Shane he's dead and the camera pans behind him and there's a knife in his back. Oh, I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was... Now, was the knife in his back from, it was from this man that killed him, or was it like... Yeah, yeah. Okay. From the enraged man who was jealous of him and his wife. I feel like that sets it up perfectly for that guy to be, like, his brother or something. Like, like literally backstabbing him. Ooh. Mm, is it sad. is it somebody that he knew, or is it just, like, a guy that... You know what it, what it was? It was another patient. It was one of his patients. Okay. Okay. It was one of... He, one of his patients got upset at him for the, the advice that he gave because it went bad. Okay. And for revenge, he killed Dr. Malcolm in a rage during one of the appointments. And it was okay. the appointment, it was his last appointment before he would have gone out of the office to go talk to his wife and hash out their issues. Oh, man, doesn't that suck? I'm really glad that I pushed you on this. Um, yeah. Right, have you seen this movie? Like... Like, how do you know what you do know of it? Um, you know, friends, gifts. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've saw, seen part of it on TV, like in the background, but I'd never, I've never sat down to like dissect the movie. What's? So. Tell me one of the gifts that you're familiar with, like that you, that you remember seeing. Oh, it's uh, I see dead people whisper. The whisper, of, oh, like, what do you like, mean? I Describe see dead the scene. People. He's like scared to tell Doctor Malcolm I see dead people. Okay. Okay. It's that one. Mm-hmm. Did I just nail this movie? And I'm scared that I did or did not. It's always you a give and take li- here. Listen, <laughs> I'm glad it's that I pushed you. It's always a give and take. Um, oh no. <laughs> okay. What? I guess this is a good thing to to end on. What character relationship, I guess, resonates with you the most? Like, which which of these storylines 
um, either sticks with you or really makes you think or makes you feel the most? I really like the relationship that um, Danny has with his mom and how bringing in the dead grandmother, like, at first, Lily's really upset, like, he would be talking about this mm-hmm. because it's a, a, a rough subject for her and then realize, wait, how does he know any of this? Yeah. And he's like, I'm talking to her right now. She's here. And she's like processing all this and is like, oh, my God, my son mm-hmm. can talk to dead people. I should have believed him this whole time. But also, oh, my God, my dead mother is here trying to fix our relationship. Yeah. And it's just a, a very emotional scene. Um, yeah. And I a feel lot like of emotions when you, when you describe that scene, I'm like that. That is the part that would stick out to Ray the most. The part that he invented. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a storyline created for you by you, but for you. <laughs> I, but like, I feel like I should make movies. <laughs> Somebody told me once that I should make movies. Tell Ray that he needs to make movies. Um, one last thing, since it's a limited cast, who plays the wife? Oh, God, I didn't even... Mm, okay. <laughs> I know you struggled for Jodie Foster. Anyone. Anyone. Um, um, I, I mean, my first thought is Glenn Close, but I don't think that fits. Um, oh, God, what's her name? Mm. Kira Sedgwick? The girl from The, the Closer or something? Oh. The TNT hit show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Kira Sedgwick. Yeah, Kira Sedgwick plays the wife. Okay. <laughs> oh, listener, if you could see the look on Ray's face. How do we right always now? reach a point where I'm just squirming in my own skin every episode? Ah, <laughs> uh, um, well, Ray, I think we should go eat some popcorn and and drown in my sorrows. Yeah, <laughs> drown it in butter and the butter and salt. Hey, it's spooky popcorn time. Get ready for a scary, scary movie. But first, I'd like to talk about a couple of podcasts on the Lunar Light Studio Network. First, I'd like to talk about Duck of Friendship. It's a podcast where every week your hosts, Marble, Rain, Mars, review an episode of an anime based on a real-life game and talk about the themes and cultural importance while proclaiming their love of friendship and trying to make each other laugh. Most of the time, it's that. Uh, currently they are running through the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh! And, hold on, wait, no, I'm in this. Uh, currently we're running through the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh! And we have plans to tackle shows like Bakugan, Digimon, Card Fight, and, and some others. But it's a long road to get there. Um, Deck of Friendship can be found on Lunar Light Studio every Tuesday or wherever you get your podcasts. A second podcast I'd like to talk about is Ending Pending. It's a podcast where hosts Andy, Evan, and Ronnie discuss television shows that never got the ending they deserved because they only lasted for a single season. Ending Pending goes episode by episode to find out what's working, what's not working, and where it all went wrong. New episodes every Wednesday on EndingPending.com and Lunar Light Studio. Ending Pending. Is it working for you? And now, now that you've filled your tummy with spooky popcorn it's time to delve into spooky spooky sixth sense time use that sixth finger 
on your hand to grab that popcorn and, and get get to chomping on it while you watch this very scary and not emotionally resident movie. I said resident. Okay, bye. Go watch this movie. We have just finished watching The Sixth Sense, and this is Ray's first time watching it, and it's hey. probably my sixth time watching it, as an estimate. Sixth Sense. Get time. it? Get it? Ray, what are your initial thoughts? How are you feeling? I said right as we started watching the movie, oh goodness, it's almost two hours long, and it felt like ten minutes. I really enjoyed this movie. I'm pretty sure I said three times this is a really good movie, at yeah. least. Um, if you can't tell, I was crying. This, yeah. this has become a theme now. Ray cries. Yeah. Welcome to Cry Watch. Uh, yeah, you got me too, for sure. I uh, think the fact that I heard you starting to cry also got me yeah. rolling really hard. Because I the... was already crying. The final scene, or yeah, when not the final scene, but the final scene with Cole and his mom in the car, like, <sighs> and it's it's that storyline that you talked about with the closure <laughs> with the grandma. So of course, of course, it was. Of touching. course, it'll make me cry. It's the scene that I said is the most most poignant. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Here's here's some more cohesive thoughts that I had. Even though I was spoiled on the big twist, it was mm-hmm. still a fun movie. It was very good, very well yeah. acted. Um, it's definitely kind of the kind of movie that, like, the first time I watched this, I didn't know what the twist was, and I hadn't seen every movie, so I didn't know what to expect. And like, knowing what happens, I think it does a good enough job of hiding the big twist. It does. And knowing what happens makes you want to watch it again. And watching it, knowing what the twist is, yep. doesn't cheapen it at all. It it's it makes it it made it fun for me. I was like, oh, that's yeah. interesting that, mm-hmm. that they decided to shoot this like this because, because I knew what was coming. I think the reason it works is that the twist doesn't just hit the audience, but it hits the character too. Yes. So like even. Even watching it again, you know that Dr. Malcolm Crow, because <laughs> he has Malcolm in his name, because he's a doctor from the 90s. I guess it's you an know actual that thing. <laughs> you know that he's dead the whole time, and that he's a ghost the whole time, but he doesn't know that. So you still watch him go through that that discovery. And it doesn't feel like he's a ghost the whole time. Like, no, yeah. Like Cole said, they don't know that they're dead and they're just living their day-to-day. Right. Just seeing what they want to see. Right. So, <sighs> yeah, let's... Let me... I mean, I don't really want to give a plot synopsis because you really could basically just listen to the first half of this episode. Oops. <laughs> I'm not... You... I... Oops. I, I Some of the names were being... different. Oh no! <laughs> a Jodie Foster type person. <laughs> yeah, you, I, you like the stuff that I drilled down on. Even I was like, "Well, how does how did how did he get this curse? Like, how did how did this little boy get cursed like this?" And you're like, "Some people just have it." You're like, hey, Joe, yeah. who's the bad guy? There isn't there isn't one. Uh, the person that the person that was the villain was a, a patient of Doctor Malcolm's that had gone off the rails. Like, 
if if there's a villain, it's this person that was incredibly disturbed. Like, pretty much beat for beat, everything that you said is what happened in the movie. Got it. You, uh, the the I mean, thing, it's... the big lesson that Cole needed was to learn how to communicate yeah. and how to have a working relationship with his mother, and he got that, and that also helped him deal with the ghosts and it like yeah like you you got it so good job right <laughs> thanks woo um you even got that it was bruce willis and not nicholas cage that was a shot in the dark i it could have been either or it could have been either or here <laughs> i mean here's why i know the movie is that it's so culturally prevalent for our yeah generation specifically i mean it for anyone who's around and knows of the sixth sense, they know the basic plot of it. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of filled in the details with what made sense to me. Yep. And what I remembered seeing on TV. And I just remember the mom being a very important character. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... This movie made me feel a lot of emotions. I, I, would you categorize this as a scary movie or a psychological thriller or a hallmark emotional mess? I mean, I think that or all of the above. Thriller probably makes the most sense. Yeah. There's not jumps. One of the things that I really like about this movie is that there aren't jump scares. Well, there's a couple. There's a couple. There aren't jump scares in the typical sense in that like you like something jumps out at them and scares the character. The jump scares are played on the audience where the character already sees like Haley Joel Osment already sees the scary thing or maybe not, but the camera pans and then you see the thing and it's just like, it's not shocking, but the thing on screen is scary enough that it's disturbing. Like it's scary enough that it's like hard to look at and, and, and spooky. I remember the first time I watched this movie, like, the thing that, like, really yucked me out the most was the kid who's like, hey, come here, I know where my dad's gun is. And then Mm. he turns around, totally natural, right? Like, totally fine. And then he turns around and, like, the back half of his head is missing because presumably he blew out, he blew his head off playing with his dad's gun. And there's not, like, a... I mean, there might be a musical cue or something like that, but like, it's not, it's not overplayed. It's just scary. The point of the movie is not to scare you. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, but it, it's punctuated by horror. Right. And this child is horrified from the things he's seeing. He's nine years old. Yeah. Like he's seeing some messed up stuff. Mm-hmm. All so, the time, yeah, and we we get a sense of that through how the the horror is played and with the suspense on some of the ghosts. But mm-hmm. it's never they're there to scare him and be mean and evil. It's they're ghosts and they have issues to resolve, right? And um and like of course he's a child that's scared. Um, but Doctor Malcolm uh helps him through it and says maybe you should talk to them, it, even the scary ones. And that, mm-hmm. like, communication is key. And and after that happens, the ghosts aren't as scary anymore, e- even to us. 
Right. They're shown in a much better light. They're not menacing anymore. Because Cole is paying attention to them, they're not angry and upset that their business isn't getting done. Right. And I think what's really fun about the like the Cole and Malcolm's relationship is that so so Malcolm died because he wasn't able to help a kid who had the same problem that Cole is having probably mm-hmm. because he didn't believe him and then that kid grew up and continued to be disturbed and ended up killing Malcolm mm-hmm. and then we don't see necessarily that he died we see him get shot but then you know time passes or whatever and like Malcolm is doing the same thing and he meets a new kid with the same problem and Malcolm's deal as a ghost is that he needs to help somebody so all of the ghosts that are haunting Cole need something from him like one of the first ghosts that he helps is this little girl who was killed because her mom was poisoning her, and I forget what that that is called. It's like something by proxy. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I don't know the name of it, but yeah, something I, by I... proxy. Someone will tell me. Um, <laughs> and and the thing that and and after Cole goes to this girl's wake and lets her dad know what happened, he is released of dealing with this ghost and then now he knows how to deal with these ghosts as he has mm-hmm. to help them which you know he has this thing burdened on him like he has this burden that he didn't ask for but at least now now he knows how to help these ghosts and therefore help himself mm-hmm. the thing that malcolm needed was to help somebody because he wasn't able to help this kid from 10 years ago or whatever and mm-hmm. that that to me is like enough of a cause for this the cycle to be broken for for Cole to actually know what to do and like and for Bruce Willis's character for Malcolm to actually move on. So, I thought I think that's really good. It's really clever. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. You did also mention the lady with the burned face, which I totally forgot about. I want to I... get into this. I think that you did a better job of like Knowing what the movie was about and knowing the twist and remembering sparse things from seeing it on TV a long, long time ago and like filling in the gaps, I think you did a better job at telling what the plot of the movie was than I could have from memory. And I have seen the movie multiple times. <laughs> oh, well, shucks. I think this is the peak. We've peaked. I've yeah. I've done both of our jobs for us. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I remembered some of the things. I remember seeing the lady with the burned face, so I had to mention it because, mm-hmm. and like, like you said, it's it's just about Cole and Malcolm helping each other and getting the skills and coming to terms with them, their their yeah. relationships. I didn't know the boy was in this movie. The boy, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah, he makes cameos like in all of his play. I mean, in his I mean, own, this, the, his only one his and only, only movie. movie. <laughs> this is the only movie he made. It's a very good movie. It's a banger. Good job. Well done. Made me feel lots of emotions and catharsis. Yeah, well done, you. <sighs> um, Can we talk about how adorable 
Haley Joel Osment is in this movie. He's so tiny. He's so tiny. He's so Uh, tiny. But he his acting is superb. Yes. Every time he turns a cold shoulder to Malcolm, Joe just breaks out laughing at how serious this child is. This kid means business. It's good stuff. Uh, I like how, I mean, obviously Malcolm's a child psychologist, but they talk on an even playing field the entire yeah. Once Once they get to know each other, they talk on an even playing field. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts aside from the fact that Cole can see dead people yeah. and that he knew that Malcolm was a ghost the whole time. Right. But he couldn't just tell him that. He couldn't just, he couldn't tell him that, that that wouldn't help him move yeah. on. And the the their final scene together was very well done because it fe- if you didn't see the move if you didn't know the twist it would just feel like he's done with his his sessions with this yeah, psychologist he's helped him but then but then he gets a really sad face uh, Cole gets a really sad face because he knows he's never gonna never see gonna see him again Doctor yep. Malcolm ever again. It- that is one of I think one of the best like clever parts of writing is that the first time that Cole and Malcolm meet Cole is severely disturbed and Malcolm is by all accounts a regular child psychologist Mm -hmm. and after a short interaction Cole says I'm going to see you again aren't I yes because that's what a kid would say to a child psychologist that they don't want to see that they don't trust and but also it's what a kid who is haunted by ghosts would say to a ghost mm-hmm. and then at it the end of the movie good. cole knows that malcolm has been helped and that he's going to be moved on before malcolm even realizes like before malcolm even knows that he's dead mm-hmm. and he says i'm not going to see you anymore am i and again that's how a child would the way that they say goodbye to each other i'm like i could not handle that he's he's like let's just pretend we'll see each other tomorrow I know. With Cole knowing full well that that's never gonna happen in his yeah. lifetime. Oh, that was that so was a lot. What are some other like I guess what's another or what was the piece of the movie or line that stuck out to you the most that you remember the most? Um oh what Cole said something, and it hit me really hard, and I don't remember... Do you remember? I said out loud, like, yeah. that's a really good line. I think we both... Okay, I, I wrote it down, because we, we both have really reacted to the same thing. Um, Malcolm is talking to him, and Malcolm says... Like, Cole says, like, you're sad. What what are you sad about? And Malcolm says, yeah. oh, you think I'm sad? What What makes you say that? And Cole says, your eyes told me. <laughs> I was sent to space. Floored me. That's 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 a lot for a child like, to say. I'm tearing up again now talking about it. <laughs> that's a lot. Like he can I... see the baggage, and he yeah. knows he has it because he's a ghost with unfinished business. Yeah, but he still sees it, and yeah. like Malcolm isn't attacking him or anything. Like the, some of the other ghosts do, yeah. he's he's pretty cordial about things, and he yeah. doesn't get. The only time he gets upset is is at his his wife when she's flirting with a boy. Yeah, and and throws a rock at the window. 
in, okay. in the jewelry Did you shop. think he threw a rock? Or I, I thought that he just got so angry that the, oh, I thought it was the, that. the glass got, like, frigid enough to shatter. Yeah, probably. Like, ghost things, you know? It was unexplained. And that's that's the thing is about ghosts is unexplained phenomena. Mm-hmm. It's, when I watched this movie as a kid... The I remember thinking of it as a scary movie. It was it was a, it was a horror movie, and I don't feel that way about it anymore. Like it's definitely a thriller, but like it to me, it's more emotional than it is mm-hmm. scary. Yeah, it was an emotional roller coaster. It's about catharsis in a huge way. It's about I mean, it's about dealing with death and mortality. Part mm-hmm. of it, part of it is dealing with communicating about difficult topics dealing with your problems dealing with other people's problems yeah it's a lot it's a good movie there's a line i think at the beginning when um malcolm is describing his old patient and he says compassionate unusually compassionate and you would have to be if you're a person who is surrounded by dead people all the time Mm. that are restless spirits yeah. And Cole oh, is no. too. Unusually this, compassionate. Yeah. This was not the movie I expected. It was better than the movie I expected. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of emotional beats that resonated throughout the film. Honestly, um, like, it, it was better than the movie I expected too. And I remember <laughs> it being good. I remember saying it's like one of M. Night's best, if not... His it's best. the only movie he made. So many people talk crap about it because the twist is easy to see coming. Because the, um, because they they say that there's like a plot hole because he Haley Joel Osment should be breathing smoke when they're in the hospital room together. But that is actually covered by the plot because Malcolm would have no reason to be upset when they're in the hospital room together. So it wouldn't be an unnecessarily or it wouldn't be. Su- extra frigid in there um i don't don't have gripes about the twist no it's like it's been years like everyone literally knows what's gonna happen but that doesn't take away from the journey we have well that's i think i think you're kind of answering the question a little bit before i'm gonna get a chance to ask it but as we were watching it and as you had you had already described it basically beat for beat I'm curious what you, a person who, because I feel like there are a lot of people who have never seen this movie, but know what it is. And you knew what it was. Like, you mm-hmm. you did not necessarily gain any new plot knowledge or really anything new by watching this movie. Do you still think it was worth watching for the first time? I absolutely do. It's not, the the movie is set up as a thriller, but it's an emotional journey for these two characters and for the viewer. And none of the plot... Like, the plot feels ancillary sometimes to what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And that... I, I enjoy that type of media a lot. It's It's never about the journey they're having, but how they experience it and how the characters grow. And there was a lot of growth from both of the main characters, and it was enjoyable to watch their resolution together. Yes. Even if I knew what it was. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. 
and I'm glad I watched it again, and I'm glad it holds up. Like, it's a good flick. That's that's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah. I know I See Dead People is the meme line. That's the one that everyone yeah. knows. What's the line that sticks out to you the most? What's the one that you remember oh, that's going to um, rattle around with you? I mean, the I, I, I Saw It In Your Eyes was really yeah. good. I also really like the whole the whole penny thing and how it came back three times mm-hmm. and how it's supposed to be funny. I thought it was supposed to be funny. That was really cute. Uh, that mm-hmm. that's gonna stick with me. I didn't know you were funny. Because he said that mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was really upset. And then he uses the same trick on another child and they're like, "This is dumb." And he's like, "It's supposed to be funny." <laughs> <laughs> And I thought that was just very charming that he took that 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 skill from from Malcolm to try and use it on someone else. <sighs> but yeah, the, those are the two. I think I see it in your, in your eyes is gonna stick more with me going forward because I just can't believe that you nailed Doctor Malcolm's name. <laughs> Listen, I it was you a said Doctor Malcolm Shane, I think, but yes, whatever, Doctor Shane. Here's the thing, I I was like, I need to name him. I thought, I need to name him, and my brain said Dr. Malcolm. I'm like, no, that's Dr. Malcolm Gladwell. I'm like, whatever, it's the 90s. Every doctor is a Malcolm. I think maybe you have the sixth sense, right? And there's also Do- Dr. Ian Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, every... And then I looked up during the middle of the movie when when the name Malcolm was popular. It was popular during the 90s. Yeah, yeah, no, no, never would have guessed. <laughs> yeah, weird. <sighs> but yeah, I I nailed a lot more than I expected, but mm-hmm. I knew I was going to nail a lot in this one. Like, it's Everybody talks about it, whether they like it or not. Everybody talks about the plot twist. But the official mock footage critique is that even if you know what's going to happen, which do having listened to this episode mm-hmm. it's still worth watching yes and it's worth, it's worth the journey it's worth the experience with these you two characters. ray as a new viewer are glad that you've seen this movie for the first time i'm gonna watch it again in a in a few weeks probably maybe with some other friends okay. maybe make them see the light about about why it's a good movie Okay. And it doesn't matter whether or not you know what's coming. Even with all the spooky, gooky, ooky stuff in it. It was spooky. I looked away a few times, and I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm it's, faint of heart. So it's gross. There's some gross stuff in there. I've still like the image of the people hanged in the school hallway. I knew you were gonna I, say that. I think that was probably in the trailer, but like it sticks with me. It's intense. Yeah. It's dark. <clears throat> well, on a lighter note. Uh, <laughs> we got an email, Ray. We got an email. We got an email from a, a rabid fan. That's rude. What should we call our What should we call our listeners? Footies. Nope. Um. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that like that. <laughs> What's the first thing I thought of? I'm sorry. Um. Um. We should. We should call them... Okay, no, we need to figure this out. Our fans need to be No, called. we don't. I was just stalling for time. I want to read this, goers. Mo- this email. Um, <laughs> moviegoers. Emotional hecklers. Um, 
That's a bad name. Sorry, I'm taking that for myself. Um, what? The, the. Let's put a pin in it. The Sarah Zedig Army. Why would it be called that? Because I love Sarah. Um, I don't know. Let's put a pin in it. <laughs> no, we need to figure it out right now. Okay. People fine. are clamoring for this. Uh, I, okay. Let's call them the... The footies. <laughs> what? The footies. <laughs> no. It's not footies. If you say it long enough, it'll stick. It's um, not footies, Ray. Stop saying footies. footies like that. Film... Footies. Film. <laughs> Put a pin in it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is from one of our famous film footies. No! Um, Mary, this is from our friend. I regret everything. This is from our friend, Mary. Um, And it's... this This is Mary. Ray, you should know this is... Kyla's mom, Kyla from Netflix and Kill. Hi, hello. I'm sorry I called you a footy. Uh, I I'm also sorry for our life Ray. choices, but thank you so much for listening to this show. Um, it says that oh. Mary is a huge fan and listens to the podcast while exercising, and the people around me give her strange looks when she laughs out loud. And I think that's something that any podcast listener can relate to. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and she wants us to do Field of Dreams. So I think that we're probably going to do that next week. So prepare yourself. Mm, okay. Well, thank you so much for sending us an email, Mary. Thank you for listening. Hope we bring you lots of joy and fun film critique. Yeah. Fun, fun film. <laughs> Stop. Nope. Nope. Hey. I want to talk about a review I, we received a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, we received a review. I don't think we've talked about it, and I want to talk about it. It's from The One and Molly, and it's titled, Give Him a Listen, and it gave us five stars. Okay. That's how you know it's serious. So it says, I thought this podcast sounded fun when I first heard about it, but it was unexpected how quickly I would be hooked on this show. Mock footage, incredibly accessible for anyone who isn't into film, TM, and Ray's plot summaries are golden. It's definitely worth your time. Aw, thank, thank you Thank so you so much. much. I'm glad you like it. I also think it's worth your time, so thank you for listening and agreeing with me. <laughs> Ray, do you think this show is worth your time? I think it's worth our footies time. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go home. Uh, we can't do this anymore. I need to stop thinking about ghosts now. Um, thank you all so much for listening to Mock Footage. Thank you to Lunar Light Studio for hosting us. Thank you to Haley for the introduction. Thank you to Ross for helping us with the art. Thank you to Chango for the outro theme. Uh, appreciate all of you so much for everything that you do for us and for the feedback. Like, knowing that we're reaching out and touching people, that's that's what the whole deal is. That's what the whole point is. And that's that's why I'm going to continue being a ghost until enough people validate me. Um, and then I can move on to the next life. 
I don't want you to be... I'm bringing you... It I'm was confirmed in the sixth sense that a ghost's voice can be picked up on an audio recording, so I'm just saying. Am I a ghost? I ain't afraid uh, of no ghosts. Am I going ghost? If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on at Mook... At Mook... <laughs> At Footy Fest on Twitter. No! And... <laughs> Don't go to that Twitter. Unless you're into that, it's fine. At Mock Footage on Twitter, or you can send an email to mockfootage at gmail.com. And Ray, let's close off this little episode with, um... yeah, what, what's the line? What's the line that stuck out to you? I, what's that Latin line that the little oh, army guy I says i don't know but it's it's definitely from kingdom hearts <laughs> um no i got one it's when mom is like look at my face oh yeah look at my face i would never think that about you <laughs> as she is thinking that about him She's not. She's totally she's not. She's not. She's such she's, a good mom. She's such a good mom. She's trying she's her best. She's such a good mom. Thank you, Mary. Mary. Oh, it all came together. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Hey, Reed. Hey, Brittany. Hey, all of you out there in podcast land. This is What You Call It. A podcast about life, liberty, and the pursuit of nerdiness. Here's what people are saying about it. Oh, have you heard of the What You Call It? Hey, that, that is my favorite podcast it is right now. so good. It is better than a tater tot hot dish. Well, I can't believe that for a second. You know, it's one of those big Midwest fancy things. A Midwest fancy thing? Yeah, I don't know what that is, but okay, yeah, that's but what yeah. it is. <laughs> you're gonna love it, though. Oh, you're have, just gonna love have it. Have you heard Brittany talk about being from California? Oh, have you heard Reed talk about being from the Midwest? Well, I never. And for crying in the soup, for would you just listen to the, the show? Soup. Don't take their word. Take a listen to the show. Yeah, blah, blah. We're the show. And remember, folks. Your belly button is your old mouth. Listen. From LunarLightStudio.com.